everybody and welcome to episode number 16 of wedding photographers unite my name is andy buscemi my name is neil urban and we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast a wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers by wedding photographers and this is our low-tech edition of wedding <laughs> photographers unite uh i've got uh, actually this is totally sponsored by apple as well neil and i <laughs> are both on our macbooks and we are recording into iPod headphones, the white ones, uh, just because that's the way things worked out today. Uh, well, this with- is kind of like a test run of future episodes of what we're going to do because you went up and moved off to another city. It totally you? is. But I have, to tell, I have to tell you and our listeners, um, as I look at you talking to me like this, it lo- it's very awkward because normally we have these big microphones in front of us. And I'm right. like, <laughs> you're just talking to me with a pair of headphones. I'm like, and so are you. what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is our low-tech edition. We've got the iPod headphones uh, bringing, bringing it in here today. And uh, Neil, uh, yes. I guess we'll get into you know a little bit of what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. And I think you want to be able to start today just yeah, because uh, yeah. some of your topics might lead into into the, the rest of the show here. But uh, so, um, you know, uh, basically things are just crazy for me again, continued. I've got a big double wedding weekend coming up this weekend. And um, I had a double wedding weekend last weekend. So this is like, this is like the craziness that I would like, as I looked at my schedule uh-huh. in the winter, I'm like, if I can just make it through this time and I'm, and I'm still floating, <laughs> I'm still swimming and uh, things are going and very sweating, good right now. And, and sweating. sweating a little bit. And, uh, and, uh, but you know, I, I don't really have much more to say, you know, in terms of like what I've been up to that I think at least would be beneficial to our listeners. Mm-hmm. I think I remember we talked about that last time. I just want to make sure that when we go through this, it's, it's stuff that's beneficial. So, and I think, but I think you have quite a bit that we can kind of talk through that's going to lead into a whole bunch of uh, good topics to me today. Now. So yeah, it's all up to you. Pressure's on you. <laughs> well, thank um, you. Uh, so Neil, what's up with you? Oh, it's been what? a crazy two weeks. Yes. It really has been. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start off by, uh, Letting our, our listeners know, you know, I, I, I don't share much personally online, like social media and stuff. Um, but when Andy asked me to do this, to, to do the show with him, you know, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to open up a little bit and uh, let, it, you know, our listeners give us a lot of uh, our, their time and uh, attention. So I'm going to give back a little bit. Um, but I think this is, um, can they can benefit from my experience of what I just went through this past week? Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother she passed away last week, and um, her service was actually on a wedding day. Um, I have a small family, mm-hmm. so it was very important that I, I be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to give you uh, an idea of how small my family is uh, during my wedding. Uh, my family only filled up a table and a half, so that's how small my family is. Mm. So it was very important that that I was I was going to be there for the service. Um, now you you really don't know what what how you're going to react when things like this happen emotionally and and everything like that. But what you can do is think about your business of um, what you're going to do at, at these times. Well, you know, if someone passes or someone. If you get sick, mm-hmm. uh, if you get injured, if you got to go to the hospital, things like that. So you have to kind of think about what you're going to do when that type of stuff happens. 
Um, my wife and I, we always talked about it and stuff. Um, so what we did, we, we, um, right away, we, uh, called one of our other shooters, um, and she happened to be available. And if she wasn't, you know, we have a great community here in Buffalo, New York, as to where I'm sure there would have been other photographers that we Absolutely. could call. Yep. Um, now, if you don't live in a big city, if, if our listeners don't live in a big city, if you live in a small town, you know, try and make friends with, you know, people in the next town or the next city. Just, you know, it, it's just good to have friends. You know, I know we're all competitors and stuff like that, but it, it's good to have people that you can count on and, and call upon and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, so anyway, uh, our, our, um, our photographer, she was available. So my wife, she kind of, she knew that she wouldn't make the service. So it was, it was, at least she could take over the business so I could be there. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, so my wife, she took over my role and my, our assistant, she took over my wife's role. Now, um, uh, now, now, okay. Now that we had those bases covered of what we were going to do with our business, now it's time to contact the couple, yes. the bride and groom. And I'm sorry, now, just so I know, and so our listeners know too. Was this? Were you planning on being there for just part of the day, or the whole day, or what was the thought behind that? Oh, uh, okay. This is this is what we did. Um, this is what our plan was. I was going to be there for the bride getting ready. Mm-hmm. Um, the ceremony actually started at the same time as the service. Mm-hmm. So service was two o'clock. Ceremony was two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to do is I was going to you know show up, shoot the bride, mm-hmm. um, my wife shoot the groom, and have the assistant with me, and um, and then the girls kind of took over the ceremony, photos in between, and then once my once the service and we had like a little family dinner afterwards. Once that was done, I show up at the reception. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, everything went according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, my wife, she contacted the bride. Um, now, before we contacted the bride, I made, I made a Facebook post just because I had to kind of make it public for our followers mm-hmm. because we had to reschedule a couple things in mm-hmm. our schedule and stuff. Yep. So just so that they're wondering why we're calling and rescheduling so we don't get too personal, that they kind of had a little bit of a heads up of, of what was going on. Um, so as soon as my wife, she called the bride, uh, the bride immediately asked, you know, is he okay and, and all that stuff. And, um, and, then, and then her second question was, well, when's the service? Yeah. And I, th- I think the bride kind of knew that, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife, she said, you know what, yeah, it, it is on your wedding day, but uh, don't worry. I am taking over. Um, my wife, she was there during the engagement shoot, so mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of knew each other, and you know, the bride follows our work, so she knows that Danielle's shooting on her own too. Yeah. So the best, I mean, it was a great response that the bride had. She was like, "Oh well, Danielle, we love your work too. We love yeah. you too. So yeah. uh, we we have we're." We have a lot of confidence in you yes. that you can do it and make yeah. sure that Neil's all set. So that was that was very comforting. Yeah. That was like a perfect sigh of relief kind of thing uh, yeah. for both of us, for me, my wife, and, and everybody. So, sure. um, And then, uh, let's see. So that was great. So usually on the day of a wedding, I always have an assistant with me. Like no matter what, no matter what I'm doing, there's always an assistant with yeah. me. Yeah. But for the day of... I didn't want it. Like, I just want to shoot the bride alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I just felt like a couple episodes you and I were talking about, you know, when, 
like athletes they they yes. kind of yeah. they kind of go into like overdrive and they mm-hmm. they perform mm-hmm. um, they do their job and and they do it really well so that's kind of like what I wanted and when I arrived at the bride's house the bride gave me like a huge hug yeah it was just a powerful hug it was like a welcoming like I'm glad you're here kind of thing yes man. and uh, so um, you know I, I looked I looked around the house and. I kind of, I kind of knew where I want to shoot, and bride. She was like, "Well, this is our living room," and and I was like, "Okay, this is this is where we can do it." And then all of a sudden, I I walked to the back of the house in the bedroom where she where she grew up, and and there was just this tiny tiny room, but there was just like beautiful light coming in this room, and I was like, "Man, this is where it is. Like, this is where I'm going to shoot you." And she's like, "Really? It's so small in here." I'm like, "No, this is where it is." And um, and the videographer was like, "Oh my gosh, huh?" are you serious? Like, how are we going to work in here? I was like, don't worry, don't worry. We're, we're going to do it in here. And, um, man, just the light that came through that room. I, I probably shot the best bride getting ready photographs I've ever yes. photographed. And dude, um, that must've created such a beautiful mood. I almost feel like crying right now just cause, <laughs> cause you know, I see you're getting a little bit emotional and, yeah. and I think like we've talked about this before, like we do this, you know, we have to do, we have to connect on a human level to people to, to really be the best mm-hmm. version of ourselves that we can be when we're shooting and everything like that. And um, you must have um, been so on your game just because it's about life, you know, yeah. like this life that we all live and being in that mode. And I'm sure like the bride, you know, like we are a part of these people's lives mm-hmm. on their wedding day. And like, I'm sure that like that mood, you know, or that understanding of that you know like your grandmother just passed away and here you are shooting this wedding that crept into her wedding day and she'll remember that yeah and uh, but she'll remember that with beautiful photos and yeah. i feel like freaking crying right now i'm sorry <laughs> but like but like that is absolutely beautiful man and i and i know how man this is getting this is getting really personal like right after that but i respect you so much as an artist man well, like you. like i really do i respect you so much as an artist and i know how much that must have kicked you into like a gear and mm. and like i know i know it goes inside that neil urban you know what I mean? and I'm, I'm sure it was you know i'm sure it was a beautiful thing and and um, yeah yeah and, but I, and i'm sorry to interrupt but no I, no I, it's okay uh, but so what okay. so what happened from there so you, um, so, the, you so yeah i mean i just i just sharp my heart out you yeah. know it, it was just a, a beautiful a beautiful thing that happened it was just like magical mm-hmm. and um so i i did it i did every, every, my job i did everything that uh I was supposed to do and beyond, and then it was time for the bride to go on her way, and it was time for me to go on my way. Yeah. And um, uh, my wife, she showed up, um, and the assistant, they showed up just as the uh, the trolley showed up, and uh, she took all of my camera gear, she took my camera and everything, and um, and off I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my wife and my assistant, they did an absolutely wonderful job, and you know they kicked into high gear too. Um, but and then and then uh, I texted my wife when I was on my way back to the reception, just mm-hmm. to make sure everything was going okay. Yep. And um, uh, as soon as I, I I walked through the doors, I got there right before the intro started, mm-hmm. and uh, the DJ he was kind of like stalling just a little bit because yeah. he knew I was on my way. Yeah. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah. And uh, because you know everybody knows you and and everybody looks out for you, so they want to kind of hook you up, even DJs. Yeah. Um. So, but when I walked through those doors, I mean. Um, the little team there with videographers and my team of photographers and the DJ, like they got, kind of gave me like a little round of applause. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty neat. It's amazing. And, um, 
And then I, I just picked up my camera. I checked all the lighting that my wife set up, make sure that everything was <laughs> uh, the, way you the right settings. Because <laughs> um, the, the night before, I did draw like a little map because I, I worked at this venue before, and I, I drew up the dance floor. I, I posted. I, I told my wife like which lights to set where and what settings. So I just kind of walked around really quick, made sure everything was there, mm -hmm. and then. 30 seconds later, the introduction started, and there I was again, back back working. Yeah. And then during the sunset, I mean, we just got a, like a beautiful sunset that day. Um, and then that's when I took the bride and groom out just by myself, mm -hmm. nobody else. Mm -hmm. And and I shot some really beautiful images uh, for them. So mm -hmm. that so that's that's it. I'm ho I'm hope that you, uh, our listeners picked up a little something from that. So uh, that was my experience. Yeah, Ebs, thank you very much for, for sharing that. You know, <clears throat> honestly, thank you for sharing that. Oh, it's uh, no problem. very nice. Um, but in, in the happier news, um, yeah. I got an incredible shipment last week, which were yes. the Nikon D750s. Absolutely, man. So, uh, yeah, so tell, us about, order. tell us about the D750s. Because uh, oh I have. Gosh, I, so I was going to mention to you, like, I'm just yeah. very curious to hear your thoughts on the 750s, especially coming from like the pro level Nikons, like mm -hmm. the previous version with the D3s. Yes, you I know? came from the D3S, D3S before that was yeah. a D3. Right, and um, so for me, I came from Canon to the 750s, because mm -hmm. so I'm really super curious to hear your thoughts on, on how you well, like them. First and, and foremost, yeah. I'm, in, I'm I'm obsessed with how lightweight it is. Coming from that big D3S body, having a 7-200 on there, having an SB900 on top of that, I mean, yeah, it's... It, it got to be really heavy, especially carrying this thing for 12 to 14 hours. Uh, but having this little body, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's, it's very lightweight. Um, the, the controls are very, very easy. Now, the some ISO people, was, like with the control-wise, are you yeah. missing buttons that you had on your D3 for the D750 that are, like, annoying to you? And where? Because no. I know that mm. some people that I've spoken to that shot with the, the pro level, because mm. you know, this is the D750 in... I, I suppose is more like a prosumer, more towards pro. But yeah. if, I mean, for us, there, it's the perfect camera for weddings. Yeah. You know, like yeah, as far is. as it goes. But because right. um, we don't need anything more than the, the amount of megapixels, <laughs> and we can talk about megapixels and ISO with some other cameras in uh -huh. a minute. But um, we don't need anything more than that for what no, we're really doing no. with weddings. So, so, like, are you missing buttons? Or you know, what, um, on what the D3 on the D3s bodies, you know, down towards the battery grip because it was part of the body. We had kind of like an extra menu down there for like the white balance ISO and everything. Yeah. But all of this is to the left of the screen now. Okay. So they just kind of chopped that part off and put it next to the screen, which I kind of like better because it's right by your thumb yeah. as, you, as you hold the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, instead, you know, it's, I, I thought I would miss it, but I I don't at all. I mean, you, you just kind of kick into this new thing and okay. you just get really used to it right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it didn't bother me at all. Okay. Uh, what I love about it is that now my wife, you know, we got two of them. So my wife, she shoots with one and I shoot with one. Now, I mean, we got these things on Thursday. We had a wedding on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Our goal was just to bring them as backups. Well, as soon as we start shooting with them, we didn't want to put them down. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even touch our yeah. old main cameras. Right. Those just kind of like... Sat in the bag all day. We yeah. didn't even pick them up. Yeah. These things, I mean, they were just absolutely wonderful. And um, my wife, she mostly shot on on my uh, my fifty millimeter, and I was shooting on like seventy two hundred sometimes. And then like during the dance 
you know, during the reception or whatever, um, if I wanted to shoot her f- like the 50, yeah. like instead of changing lenses, we just, we just swapped cameras. Yeah. And it was that easy. And, yeah. and we just kind of like did our own thing of our own settings and, and mm-hmm. we just kind of went on. Mm-hmm. And, and I gotta say, I mean, it probably looked pretty cool of us doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if I was a guest and, and watching two two camera people just walk by each other and hand yeah. off each other's oh, cameras, I, mean, you guys, I, I gotta say that when looked, you did that, that you should have handed cool. off and both like done a done a circle around each other. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like made a production out of it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and, um, you know, like you, you go to like uh, you'll go to like a like a Hamburg joint and they make a production out of the way they make hamburgs and it becomes a show. Yeah. Or like you go to like amazing bartenders and amazing bartenders do these routines. Oh right. You right. should totally. <laughs> up the game we and should, just and yeah. like have a routine of like how to switch the cameras like we'll, we'll think of something just like do yeah. a little twirl or, exactly. or something like that like flip them upside down at yeah. the same time and then catch them opposite times just like juggle them back and forth right anyway sorry go ahead no and then um then we have the photic the photics odins um both on each camera so no matter who has what camera we're always shooting like the same lighting setups mm-hmm. um because we set up lights all over the the venue and stuff like like i said earlier um but i mean it's I, I'm I'm very very happy with with the performance of these things. Um, took them out late at night. I mean, we just used the the natural light coming off the buildings. Yeah. We pretty much needed. It's like, are you kidding me right yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, of course, we did bring other lighting, but still, it was just the fact that, that you um, can we can pick up these like, yeah. very low lit clouds in the sky, and it's like dark, and but then they just show up. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cameras yeah. that see better than we do. Yeah. yeah um, so it's, it's cool stuff, man. So, but, uh, you know, we wouldn't have had them if you didn't bring them in that one day a couple sh- episodes ago. So, so now, um, I felt like there were some other things I wanted to talk about. I mean, well, yes. But now, we were talking about, because we, so every time Neil and I, we start talking about <laughs> stuff we're going to talk about and we're like, dude, stop talking, save this for the show. Cause we just get going. Like we just talk like this and we're just mm-hmm. hanging out. Uh, but, uh, so the, how did you handle your cards? And we were going to, we were talking a little bit about cards and the SD cards and, and all that. So what did you yeah. do with that? Um, uh, yeah, we ordered the, the, um, 64 gig, uh, we ordered four of them because you can have two of them in the camera and one is, one is a pure backup. Um, because I, I love that security, but I have two, yeah. two slots without backing up right away. Yes. I, if I, one I, fails, then man, it's backed up. Absolutely. So. I almost feel like, I actually do feel like this. I feel like at this point with the technology, with these cameras, with the dual card slots, I really feel like it is totally unprofessional to shoot to one card yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, like, it, like if you're shooting weddings mm-hmm. and you are shooting to one card, I think that is unprofessional. I, I don't well, I, like because there are some of our listeners that are probably shooting like that. So yes, uh, <laughs> but I, no, but I, um, but I but I I will still say that. Like yeah, I, we won't I will scare you. You but, know, but uh, I will say that yeah, though because because the, there's enough cameras out there that you can mm-hmm. buy for even under twelve hundred dollars now if you go for older models or whatever that you can get dual card slots. Like cards fail. We know that yeah. cards fail. Technology fails, and to have all of your images on one card that can fail. Like, it's just crazy to me. And now this gets into the whole, like, the other part of, you know, like, put all your eggs in one basket and should you swap multiple 8 gig, 16 gig cards? Like, mm-hmm. no, I think that's stupid <laughs> now at this point because you can shoot to two cards. Like, you can put in two 128 gig cards and the chances of them both failing are, are slim to absolutely none, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but when you're shooting to one card, I don't care what one card you're shooting to, the chances of that card failing goes up 
way, 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 way higher. Yeah. And even, you know, and I still just subscribe to the idea, like, sure, we can shoot on smaller cards, but when you swap them out, in and out all day, then you have more of a chance of losing, a, dropping a card or ruining a card by pulling it in and out. So mm -hmm. I think, unquestionably, in my view, the only thing to do is to shoot big cards and shoot two at the same time. Right. Um, anything agree, less 100%. than that, in my opinion, is, mm -hmm. is I'll say it again, I think it's unprofessional at this point yeah. in time. Yeah, so, I, do, I don't want to take cards um, out and have them floating in my camera bag or in a pocket or anything. I don't want to risk that. And I shot two weddings so far on these cameras, and I didn't even come close to filling them up. And I shot on full raw. Um, I mean, we shot, I mean, the one wedding we shot almost 2,800 images. I mean, that was a lot. And that was the first wedding we shot with these. And I think we shot so many pictures just because we we're so excited to have these cameras that we just, we just clicked away on these things. Yeah. So, I mean, to shoot that many images on two bodies and not even come close to filling up six to, uh, a 64 gig card, yeah. we're fine. So, we, we so you shoot, um, I'm like, this opposite are 12 bit, 14 bit. Is that right? Or is it? There's two bit settings, and then there's two compression settings. Um, and you and on the Nikon's, you have to set them up. I didn't like on the Canon world. They're just I, I don't I never remember dealing with that on the 5 v 3s But mm -hmm. on, on this, and even on the D750s in particular, there's an uncompressed version and a compressed version, and then there's a 12 bit, and I think it's a 14 bit. I could be wrong on that, but but one of the bit rates is higher than the other. Oh really? Okay. So if you Go up to the highest bit rating at the lowest compression, then you get even more dynamic range to work with mm -hmm. um, in post. Um, and so I didn't really, and that, but that does change the overall number of images that you can fit per card. Um, but so, but that works still, still with those cards. That works for me. So like what I did, what I do right now is I shoot the two 750s and. I have 64 gigs in one card, 32s in another, both on the highest settings. Mm -hmm. um, and that gets me through a wedding to the point where maybe I'll fill up that 32. But by that time, you know, I'm, I'm at the reception anyway, and I have more room on the 64. You, right. you know, so like, or one way or the other. I, mm -hmm. I've shot maybe 15 weddings with these cameras that way now or more. I don't, maybe about that. I don't know. But whatever the point is, is that's gotten me through everyone. Right. Um, and then I just bought... Cheap as nails, you can buy those SD cards. And it's so 30 just, bucks. Yeah. I bought four of them for like 120 bucks. I yeah. Mean, how can you beat that? Yeah. But, you know, I don't know how you do it, but what I do is I, I buy a whole boatload of them. Oh, like and, in one package? Can it, well, well, I don't even think of doing no, that. No, less. I so this is what I do. So, like, for those. No, but like when I come home from a wedding with those SD cards, mm -hmm. um, I leave them on the, the weddings on the SD cards. And then I back it up to another hard drive, okay, too. Yeah. Because then that ends up being, like, three backups. Like, right, there's two on the SD right. cards and then one on the hard drive. Mm -hmm. And then actually one on another hard drive, on a backup hard drive. That normally what I did <laughs> is I would have, you know, like, the cards at the studio. And then I would have, like, a hard drive at home and a hard drive that I carried with me. But the point is, is that they were in two different places in case something happened. I just get paranoid <laughs> about it. And I feel like you need to ask, like, those what-if questions. But for me, I just leave them on those cards the weddings on those cards until I edit that wedding and then I recycle them back. Mm -hmm. but, and they're cheap enough that we can do it. So. Oh, I know. I know. Um, Gotta love it. But uh, so anyway, uh, so you, I, I guess that, I guess that's it on the, the camera. Any, any other yeah. thoughts on the D750 uh, that you're, you're liking, digging? Anything that you're not digging at all? Like, is there anything that you're... Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that once in a while when I was shooting on Aperture Priority Mode, um, the pop, the stupid pop-up flash. I mean, come on, do these cameras really need these 
stupid pop-up flashes. And once in a while, it just like randomly pop up. It's like, what are you doing popping up? I didn't tell you to pop it up. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so you just click it down, and then yep. if it keeps on doing it, then I just switch over to manual and then shoot from there because it won't pop up during manual. Right. Um, but yeah, that was kind of annoying to me. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a way to switch that off if it. It's like auto pop up. I'm not sure uh, if there's a way. There I really is, didn't. Yeah, I is. really didn't dig into this camera yep, yet. Yep. I just got them not even a week ago. Yeah. So I really didn't dig into them yet. So I got to kind of find that out. That was one thing that was really annoying to me, um, because I do shoot in a lot of low light situations. And then so. uh, you know the other thing, and this is for Eddie. Um, have you? I don't know if you do this or not, but when you look through your images on your Nikon's, I don't know how the D3s were, but when you look through them. Do you uh, do you go one image at a time, or do you have it set up so that you can view like by times? Just one, by, one, one at a time. Because yeah. do you even know that you can you can set that up? To, I do know. Okay, yeah, yeah because that yeah, you can you can view like almost twenty at a time. You yeah. can get them like really small, but I don't know. What you're doing. No, but not even the twenty. But you can just because this. Okay, so Canon shooters know what I'm talking about here because on the Canons you can use the wheel and scroll through really fast, or use the other dial. And, you're, and every time you move that dial once, it flips by 10 images, 10, oh, okay. 10, 10. Okay, no, so, yeah, I didn't even know. So I, you can do that I on these cameras so. oh, too. Can you? And I okay. feel like I, this is one of the things that was really annoying me about about this because when I look at those images, I want to be able to flip through them really quick to see, right. to, you know, to see what's going on. Um, and uh, so you can do that. You can set you can set that up on the camera oh, so nice, that's like the nice. front dial when you're in play mode, which I have no idea why it wouldn't be like this because when you're in review mode and when mm -hmm. you press play on the, and you're looking at your images, uh, if you move the front dial or the back dial, you're actually like changing aperture, you're changing exposure. Right. Why, right. when I'm in a play view, would I want to do that? Yeah. I, I would rather yeah, move it by images. But mm -hmm. anyway, that's just a little tip for anybody. If, you know, whatever. For whatever yeah, that's yeah. worth. You can do a, that. So. And there's another thing I can't figure out, which it's probably like sitting right in front of me, but I've been trying for like days now, and I'm just like looking at the manual over in the corner. I don't even want to dig into that thing because it's like 2,000 pages long. But anyways, <laughs> the manual autofocus points, like... I mean, usually on, on my old D3S, all I got to do is move the, the dial around and I kind of can pick of what I want, but I cannot seem to find my, how do I, how I move around my manual, my manual focus points. It, it just kind of like picks whatever it wants. Yeah, like, I can totally, I'll, it's when kind of the annoying me right over, now, I'll, so I'm hoping yeah. that you can show me, Absolutely. but I mean, uh, it's, it's just, I, it's me. That's it's not the camera. It's me. So <laughs> I just haven't had time no, really to be honest. As soon as this is over, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. But yeah, a, I'm, I'm actually just—it's a great toy. I mean, I'm really excited to shoot again. Um, it's just new tools. What and, and then the other thing, man, that 3D tracking, which I was not using the 3D tracking uh, on on there for the 3D focusing system. Yeah. Holy crap, man! Yeah. Like, like literally, you can have somebody running or a kid running around. And you just, you just like hold that, hold that button halfway down, and you're like, doo -doo -doo, and the kid is just like in focus, like five out of every seven shots. Well, I don't know and if we covered this on the last episode or whatever when you brought in the camera. I mean, Andy handed me his camera, and he was like, "Okay, just check this out," and he was like, "Just follow me and, and click away." I was like, "Okay, I've, I've used this before." But he literally ran at me, like full speed ahead, and I kept clicking, and it stayed in focus. I couldn't believe it. And, and he, didn't even, he didn't even have much contrast on him. I mean, you usually need, like, that big white dress that the bride has to, to keep that focus point, you know, focused on. But he didn't even have contrast on him, so it was pretty neat. So, But don't worry, Canon guys. Sorry we're talking about Nikon. We will talk about Canon cameras uh, a little later in yes, this episode. Yes, in this episode. Pretty soon, yes. In this yes. episode. Don't worry. Good news is, well... <laughs> 
expensive news is coming up for you guys. So stick with us. But anyways, uh, about these cameras. Okay, I've been using Lightroom. Uh, I think Lightroom 3. I'm one of those guys that, you know, I don't need the newest software. I'm just not one of those guys. I don't like change. Uh, but what do you know, as soon as I took a couple images with these new cameras, I plugged into Lightroom, and what do you know, Lightroom did not notice the files. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yep. oh, no. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> and, Forced you to upgrade. Uh, yeah. So it, it twisted my arm to upgrade, which I've been kind of wanting to do, to upgrade to the cloud service. I mean, I was running like Photoshop 8 or some 7 or I don't, I don't even know. Some old Photoshop. <laughs> it, it was time. Yeah. It really was time. So I, I kind of had to update everything, all of our computers. And, um, so you're on the cloud, Adobe Clouds. Adobe Cloud. So I had to upgrade like, to... Do you uh, notice any like actual advantage, or is the only advantage that you can open your files? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, all my basic tools are still there, which is cool. I really... I mean, i got to be honest, I haven't really played that much. Okay. Um, once, once I really dive into it, then I, I'm sure I can share more. Um, which I'm really looking forward to of sitting down and playing around, but I just haven't had the time to. I know that's a lame excuse, but um, it's a real excuse. But anyways, um, Photoshop seems to be pretty neat. Uh, it's a lot of, a lot of new tools out, out there, a uh, little different graphics and stuff like that. And my toolbars don't want to seem to stay where my old toolbars were and stuff like that. Oh, so that's annoying. You were using ContentWare Fill, though, in whatever version of Adobe Photoshop you had. Oh, I don't even know, man. Oh, man. Like, because like, that, I, that think I think, I is like seven, the biggest. So, uh, I don't yeah. know if Seven might not have had it. I don't know. That's but I like did the, play around with and it. And the Healing Brush neat, tool yeah. in the last version is like killer now. Like, so the yeah. Healing Brush tool is like a lot better, and mm -hmm. the ContentWare Fill is incredible. Yeah. Like, if you want to like just take out a. Like, especially if there's area around the image to work with, so like that light over there, like if I just painted that light and mm -hmm. there's a background that's something similar, that thing just like melts away, like done. it wasn't even there. And you're done yeah, in literally just a minute. That's, that's pretty so, cool. So I'm really looking forward to diving in, into some projects that need to be done with the new Photoshop. Hopefully everything stays quick on my computer. It's kind of very slow on one of our other computers because we just kind of updated it to Yosemite. And... Um, yeah, it's just really, really lame right now. So, but hopefully, I don't know. We'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. So, I'll give you guys an update next next episode. Okay. So, uh, anything else on that? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Okay. So there was an. Well, I'm very interested in what this next topic is because I have no idea. Uh -huh. But this is what you are. Well, doing. you know, I've taken away release for print. Yeah, I've mean? I've been tinkering around with this idea, and I only I'm kind of scared to to go this route of taking away a release for print from my clients. Um, oh, I yeah, see. So you want to yeah. take, so normally we provide a release to print mm -hmm. and I do, I do that, you it, know, where, cause it makes my life easier. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> do whatever people you want to print on your own, go yeah, for it. If you want right. to print through me, you'll get a professional quality product. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, since, since Adobe's forcing my arm to upgrade to their equipment, you know, their software, because I get new camera gear, I kind of almost want to force my clients into just purchasing beautiful prints through me. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've kind of seen prints in the past of what my clients have printed, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but then, then you see some prints, especially like by their signing board when you walk into the reception and you see your print laying there that you didn't print and you just look at it and you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I've, like, I've really? seen it go both ways. And, and, and like... 200 people are going to walk by this thing and look at it and it's just like, why? And then there's other times where clients do use me 
and they for, for a prince from and it and they sit it out there and i'm i just want to stand by it and be like yes this is mine this is my print yeah like i'll, I'll autograph it for yeah. you i'll i'll <laughs> want to take my picture standing next to it kind of thing like i'm very proud of, of the way my prints turn out when i do them and i'm just like so ashamed of when my clients don't and it's just like it just destroys a beautiful beautiful yeah. image and now i'm just like like pay the extra just a little bit of money just so that you can have a beautiful print and i think what i'm going to do is i'm looking around in my studio right now i'm looking at it like a like a wall that i can just put cvs or walgreens images next to my images kind of thing yeah. so when clients come in yeah. and they question why i don't give a release for print i can say okay come here and look Hopefully. and this is why and that's scary and I, you know what? it is it is very scary and i can't do this by myself mm -hmm. andy Yes. Photographers who are listening to us. I cannot yes. do this movement by, by myself. Other photographers put us into this spot by so making the this. Yes. They, they put this in a, in this unfortunate position, circum, that position circumstance yeah. that is where it's customary. It's, it's an industry standard that we give a release for print. Mm -hmm. Let, we, we have to go back. We have to take pride in these prints. We really, really do. And, and I do. I love printing. I love seeing my image on the, here's prints. The, thing, man. And the artist side of me 110% agrees with you. The business side of me is so scared to do that. I know. And, and, I know. and, so and wins. And still continues to win for me. Mm -hmm. Because that is one of the first questions that I get almost every single time I'm on, on like the initial email. Is do you give, your, do you give release to print? And if, if, if immediately, if they don't even get into my studio... Yeah. or home in this yeah. case for right now, mm -hmm. then I don't have the option to have them view the CBS prints and see the difference, you know? Right. But I, and I'm not saying that, that, that that's not, it just, it, you have to be very strategic about how you do that, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think out of anybody, when I think of the local community and everything like that, if anybody can start that movement, I feel like that could be you. Mm -hmm. um, but I would still be nervous about doing it, you know? Um, and, and this is, you know, this is, this is where we are, you know what I mean? Like in, in our area, in our neck of the woods and it's different. And I know that, you know, if there are other photographers listening to this that are most likely in bigger cities, let's be honest here. If you're in an LA or New York city uh, or in bigger cities where there's just a lot of money to, to throw around at the wall and, you know, and everything like that, then yeah, you can still be one of these photographers that, that works at that level. But I feel like it's so much harder to do in a, in yeah. a realistic American city today. Mm -hmm. um, but still not, I'm not saying that nothing is, it's not possible. I, I would never say that. It's just, I think much harder to do. It's, um, a, it's an educational and it all depends yes. on your clients. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like my clients, I'm sure some of your clients are higher end and mm -hmm. they care about quality. So you yeah. just kind of have to remind them that, you know, you are hiring me for quality. So you gotta, you have, you have to finish with you like a bed, a printing like a bad print that's what we do it's the finished product yeah, i totally exactly, agree with you exactly. i understand like that is the finished product mm -hmm. and i'll even be totally honest too and just say that i still suck with with encouraging my clients to print and i'm, st I'm i mean i do good with wedding books because mm -hmm. that, I, I view that as the final product and 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 ever since just even recently i really started to like take the wedding books more seriously than just like Honestly, when I first started, I really didn't care about the wedding books, but I knew it needed to happen. 
So I just did like wedding books to make sure that they had it and it was there and that didn't stop me from getting booked, right. to be totally honest. Right. But, but ever since I started to take the wedding books seriously and you start showing the wedding books to clients as soon as they walk in and rather than viewing it on the computer screen, for example, like mm -hmm. I would have people look at my portfolio on a computer screen when they walked in and now, uh, now it's like as soon as they walk in, now I'm showing them these beautiful wedding books and the more that I do that, the more, the more of them that I sell, you know? Right, right. So, now... I'm going to do like a little test since we're in my studio. I'm going to hit now. Our, the, one of our albums is kind of covered right now, so Andy can't really see it. But what I'm going to do is hand Andy one of my albums, and I just kind of want to see his reaction from it um, based on quality and everything. As soon as he picks this up, goes through it. I mean, you don't have to look at every page. I just mm -hmm. kind of want you to look at it and feel it and just uh, let me know, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, I'll even tell you right now from the second that you just pick this book up, mm -hmm. um, and I'll just kind of describe it. Um, very thick, heavy leather, uh, almost almost a square crop, uh, but these pages are look like they were ripped out of a manuscript or something like that. Um, and this is kind of like your the style that you have. This is absolutely stunning, man. This is absolutely beautiful. Um, let's make sure that we take a photo of this and put it in the show notes mm -hmm. so, so people can understand what we're looking at here. This is absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. So it, it really is. So now just um, imagine putting that in a client's hand. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the kind of education that our clients mm -hmm. need of, of putting a product yes. in their hand. Um, and even if it takes, you know, even if you have to go print, you know, a, a really cheap album off one of these internet random sites mm -hmm. that are out there just to show them a quality, you know, versus something else kind of mm -hmm. thing that, that they can order themselves. Um, if, if that's what works, you know, go ahead and do it. We, we have to educate our clients. And yeah. um, so, you're, and, so, you're so good, man. Like, I'm sorry, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really give, I'm just, you know, I don't want to, you know, but this is, it's consistent with your style. You know, in terms of like your editing style and what you've moved to mm -hmm. and, you know, like with the tired look and the, I just have the tired look on the pages and everything like that. That's, that's, a, that's an actual product. And I will even say this, like, and just straight up my, like, I'm not quite there yet. Like as far as like my presentation. Oh, don't. No, but, but Andy, really, you always say no, this. <laughs> no, but I'm really serious though, because I mean, I do have some very nice higher end wedding books now, but mm -hmm. it's not like at the point where it's like consistent with my style and consistent with my editing. Yeah. Um, and it's more, it still is, you know, I, you know, here, and here's the other thing that I was thinking about recently. Mm -hmm. And it's so true for wedding photographers and wedding photography. You get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And if you, and yes, we can charge whatever the hell we want to. Anybody can charge whatever they want to, whether it's the cheap $500 photographer or the $10,000 expensive photographer. Right. But I really do believe that after a while, whether you, if you're too high or if you're too low for whatever you're doing, the market adjusts for itself, whether that be the clients who realize they're not paying this ridiculously high price mm -hmm. or the photographer that realizes they're not booking as much as they want to, like it just corrects itself. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it literally mm -hmm. does just kind of correct itself over time. And, um, and you know, you, people get what they pay for. And, and, I, and there's just, the more that I just think about that, like the, the idea of that, 
um, is just so true to me now. Like, yeah. like I don't, I don't know. I, it's it, and it comes from seeing like products and and the end result of what we do and everything like that. And mm-hmm. and even in my business, like, um, you know, I do very well, and I and I think I produce high quality work and everything like that. But it's more. I could I could stand to if I you know and, and where I fall within our market is more like the, it's I'm higher end but I'm like not like I'm like teetering on like on like on like that higher end mm-hmm. you know from going all the way and I'm and I'm okay with that and I've kind of recognized that and I'm cool with that but I also know like if I really wanted to take it up to the next level what I'd need to do but that messes with my like I, like I'm quick you know what I mean I had a double wedding weekend that yeah. last weekend I have yeah. a double wedding weekend this this weekend mm-hmm. so it's like it depends on where you're going like and we just kind of self correct ourselves right. overall but but right. I think I guess what I'm saying is is that and I know this sounds so stupid, right? Like just to say like that, you know, like the throw the round the word the word term artist. But like out of any like wedding photographer I know, like I really view you as an artist and you view your craft as an artist and it shows in your product and it's really just like people get what they pay for. Mm-hmm. And so and so we have to charge what we need to charge in order to, to actually produce the service that we produce, you know? Right. And it's about like even in the way that I hear you talking about things, like sometimes I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'd never do that. Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, <laughs> you were talking about like going the extra mile for like a client, like doing something, and like, and yes, I do, I go the extra mile for my clients, mm-hmm. but in a way within what's possible for the way that I run my business, right. you, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very just interesting. Like, like I've grown a lot listening to you, and I'm maybe oh, you've grown you. listening uh, yeah. to me too, yes. just yeah. on these different perspectives of just mm-hmm. understanding like how we operate and how we shoot and how we think. And everything like that. It's, 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 this has been doing this podcast. Listen, listen, listeners, I love you guys, but even if you weren't there, like, <laughs> like this is just good communication and, and we're just, you and I feel like I'm getting better at my craft just by doing good, this and talking good. I mean, this, this is what you know? this is so, all about. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and don't expect a short show here. Like this is just, this is, we're hanging out. We're talking photography here, people. So, but don't, anyway. don't leave me hanging out there. Don't let me do this by myself of starting this movement of <laughs> yeah. doing, you know, I, and I'm starting this small. I'm starting this with like small family shoots and little things like that. And I haven't had any problems with it. Yeah. You know, I'm, my prints, uh, orders have been going up. So people are great. still, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up like some small low, low res files up on, up on their gallery, uh, not available, you know, to print or well, they are available to print or not allowed to take those and, and print them by themselves because they're low resolution mm-hmm. uh, or, and they're going to have my watermark all over them. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's been going really good. I mean, there's, they're sharing it online. They're printing through me. Our, our sales are up in prints. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy, but this is just the beginning and this is why I'm announcing it on this podcast that this needs to come back. Um, mm-hmm. this shoot and share crap. Um, you know, at first it's not, it, it was great, you know, less, less work for me of ordering prints, but I mean, the then product, it was, was hurting. I think what you just said though is really, really smart. Like starting it on family shoots, you know, like when you get those inquiries where it's like, if I book it, great. If I don't, I don't care. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, like when yeah. you get those things, it's like, I'm already busy enough. Like, I don't care if I get the shoot or not right now. Mm-hmm. Experiment a little bit with it. Like yeah. throw out mm-hmm. a new policy and see, see if they go for it and try it out and see yeah. how it works. And then once you start seeing how it works, then you can slowly incorporate that um, mm-hmm. going forward. So um, keep us up to date on that. And I, oh, I will. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not ready yet, <laughs> but I get the mentality. I really do. And, 
and maybe that's something where it's so now and for me too well now trust me if you if you were to see some more of your prints printed by your clients and just absolutely destroyed the image you'll it'll 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 change your mind it'll it'll turn you the other way i mean it really will i mean yeah those prints unfortunately speak for you i mean it it really does you're right about that i I can't have i've seen seen, you're right about that and i've seen some destroyed prints you know what i mean like where Mm -hmm. i show up you know at the wedding and they made these terrible engagement photo books or whatever you know it's like oh "Oh my god (laughs) i didn't um, do this yep but and, and it's really like I, it's just really that it's the artist versus business mentality and mm-hmm. like usually the artist side of me wins but like I still do have that other side that's like it's just, yeah. you know but but the business side can still I don't know but the business it, side of me I want to win too I want to yeah. make more print sure you know sure and there's money in that so absolutely hey, we'll start I mean let's do it together come on guys okay and something else that, that we oh, made that yes. Neil wants us to do oh, together gosh. why is this uh, show all about so, me I don't know this, this is good though we like this so okay uh, so oh man um, so I saw the post on Facebook yes I and I usually don't make posts like this hardly ever so you know when I'm pushed to my breaking point when I make a post like this on Facebook or social media or whatever um, I, I, I threw out something there of my present and future clients saying that you know what if you have an unplugged wedding um, we'll give you, you know, free prints, a big free print. You know, it's kind of like up to their choice. We kind of made this like a little package if they were to do so. Um, got a got a lot of responses. This isn't really anything groundbreaking. This is kind of like something um, new for for us. And I think that people now that they see that we're having issues with it, mm-hmm. then yes, it's it's really becoming a problem. So did, did, um, I'm sorry. Did you mention what it is? What's that? What we're talking about here? Oh, un- oh, unplugged weddings. Yes, yes thank yes, you. I, I, did. Just wanted, yes. I just wanted to check um, in. I'm sorry. Good with the listeners. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I made a status saying, you know, offered free prints if if our clients were to do unplugged weddings, and um, we really had recently had to delete quite a few could have been beautiful images that were destroyed by people using camera phones and other devices and stepping in our way and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I was shooting a reception not too long ago as to where I was trying to, you know, get some good reactions from their guests and they were just sitting there taking selfies all night. And a couple ceremonies ago, I was trying to get a, you know, the, the, the mother of the bride and the father of the bride, they were sitting there and I was just ready to take their image during a certain part of the vows and, what do you know? The, the mom brings up a phone right in front of her face. It's out of control. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, so, I mean, these selfie sticks I've been seeing at these weddings um, recently. Yeah, like yeah. every wedding has had a selfie stick and all this <laughs> craziness going on. And it's you like, know, I, I, I okay at the reception during the party. Okay, so be it. But during during the first dances and during the ceremony, all all this stuff, you know. The, everybody knows it, you know. Every ceremony, every run, you know, every aisle run lights up like a freaking airport runway nowadays. <laughs> that um, it's it's just out of control, and and you know what? Let's let's be honest. The everyday bride doesn't isn't aware of it. Yeah, you know, we are because we see it every week. So they they like I said about the prints, people yeah. need to be educated. You're right about. Um, you're so right, man. Yeah, I mean uh, if. If it takes, you know, if you if you have to post up some, if you have to make a gallery under your website or on your blog saying, "Hey, this is this is what happens when other other people shoot during the ceremony," and 
your images are destroyed and you have to delete them. It's, so, it's very sad. So because, this one I can get behind, man. I can get yeah. behind this one. All right, I'll, good. I'll, I will okay. put this policy and then in I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna, right with them immediately when they come in. The release for print is next. I'm okay. going to work on you on that one. Okay. So. But this but yes, one I, I can I get keep, behind right now because it makes sense. Do the unplugged wedding. You're going to get better photos. There's mm -hmm. going to be more opportunities for portfolio images. They're going to get better photos. Uh, the clients are actually, or the, I'm sorry, the clients, the the participants at the wedding, mm -hmm. uh, the guests at the wedding are yeah, going they're gonna, to, they're going to enjoy the wedding because they're, they're actually going to get to experience Exactly. It. And they're going to get um, better photos taken of them than their stupid selfies. Yeah, exactly. So, so everybody wins. <laughs> everybody it should wins. be our job to yeah. educate them. Yeah. I think there's, there's no way that, that I could deny that, mm -hmm. that, 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 that that's not a good idea. So even if it is a few for the, for I don't know what you're thinking of doing, but in my head, like giving away a few eight by tens or whatever, like yeah, that. something like that, like, like uh, a couple eight by tens, um, or I just might throw in like a like a beautiful twenty by thirty kind of thing. I'm I'm not really. I, I we kind of created a little little bit of something. Now but, now here's um, I got a question for you. Yeah. So let's say that you have this bride that's like, oh yes, let's do it. I'll sign me up. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have an unplugged wedding. And then when you get to the wedding <laughs> and there's ten They're iPads in your face. Yeah. What happens then? Do you still give them the free prints? Do you know what I mean? Like, because I think you got to well, think through systematically if, what's going to happen if they don't. I know? would have to see evidence that they tried. Yes. You know, with if they put it inside the, the invitation, yeah. because you know we all we all photo, we have to photograph the invitation, so therefore there's going to be the evidence right there. If they have a sign, because when they contact us about more information, we're going to give them like links to as to where they can buy these pretty neat signs that they can put on a tripod yeah. when people enter the church and all that stuff. And uh, I mean, I think the I think the church is gonna love them for it. And 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 you know what? We're actually putting prints in our clients' hands, and they're gonna see the quality that we can do. And it might lead to future sales of right. prints. So yep. I think I think it's a. Unfortunately, we have to do this, but it's an incentive <laughs> to make people want to do it. You know it what's so funny? Uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. I had a bride that did an unplugged wedding. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't say anything. She just did it. So she must have done her research online and everything. I was like, yes, this is awesome. This is amazing. Um, but I remember shooting it and I'm like, wow, this is unplugged. I better capture all these images right now. <laughs> More <laughs> pressure like, on you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's really stupid. I like, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm always fine shooting weddings, but like, it just was like, oh, this is interesting. They're really, there's nothing else capturing this now, is there? Other than my second shooter. So I just thought that was interesting. But, yeah. uh, so anyway, let's do it together, guys. Come on, yeah. unite. Let's yeah, unite. Now, let's on this let stuff. that is something that we absolutely should be united on. I, I I know we probably should be uniting on the release of footprint thing too. I just maybe listeners write in and can tell tell me more why why I should why I need to change my ways. You shouldn't have to ask you know? me. Come on now. No, I know. And <laughs> I, I know. I'm getting more serious about it all. You know, and that's the other thing too. As we go along and we keep doing this, as long as we try to keep being the best version of ourselves, the best mm -hmm. you know, at our craft that we can be. There are all these little things and these little tweaks and things that we do to our business where it's just like we, we just keep getting better and better and better. And so I was weaker on some areas when I start and I'm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then others and some other areas I was great in when I started, you know? Um, but, but there, it all kind of, we just get better as long as we keep pushing ourselves to get better. And, yeah. and, the, and those other areas, which, you know, um, as far as like the, the prints go in particular for me, which I do beautiful prints and everything like that. And I print through pro labs and I produce quality work for people. But uh, but doing it where I'm actually tr you know trying to sell it a little bit more than I than I am so mm -hmm. that we don't have these issues of these terrible photos popping up um, I could be better about the education component really is what yeah. it comes down to yeah. um, rather than just trying to book the wedding right because isn't right. that what it's about right shouldn't shouldn't I be more 
as a former teacher, more of an educator to go. the clients, regardless <laughs> of, of trying to book that wedding, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can get behind it. I can get behind it. Uh, Neil, we have one other topic yes, uh, to talk our about. Yes, canon lovers. Canon. Yes. What's going on, guys? Screw <laughs> Nikon. What's going on, canon people? So many people, canon. too. I love you guys, too. Yes. Which, but, yeah. uh, so some of those, the, the, um, the A7R II is coming oh out soon, gosh, and I'm I very know. interested and, in that. Uh, I've been talking to some video guys. Man, they're over the moon with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, some photographers need to too, but I'm. I just made a couple purchases, so I can't. I gotta stop thinking yeah, about yeah. Sony. But uh. But anyway, but yeah, so this, this but, Canon I mean, camera. Uh, yeah, this bo- Canon. Both of us probably saw this post on Petapixel or, mm-hmm. or wherever it came up, and we're like, and like wide-eyed, like what? I thought, are you well, I thought it was about? fake. I yeah. honestly thought it was Isn't fake. This the I, was, I looked of, at this thing news. and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, I love the look of it. It looks so, like a brownie. I mean, so it looks... okay. So we still haven't told our audience, oh, yeah. our, our <laughs> listeners, what we're talking about. They probably so, already know. <laughs> they probably do. Uh, but it's the the new this new Canon camera uh, that shoots an ISO with this beautiful new sensor of four million. That's right, ISO four million. I was four happy million with my four thousand. And uh, <laughs> and this is a brand new sensor technology, which apparently you know, like they. I remember reading this article in 2013 about them like releasing this. They were talking about this new sensor, and I don't even ask me to talk about the technical stuff because I am not. I'm not. I'm not there in terms of truly understanding where the photons are going and being captured on the sensor. That a four million ISO <laughs> is possible. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, um, this camera, which, as Neil mentioned, looks like a brownie. It's like a square, and you can put EF lenses. I love on it. the look of it. Um, I can't stop looking at it. Yeah. Uh, but where's the LCD screen? <laughs> right. Uh, it's a, it's anyway. The the price of this camera is a is thirty thousand uh, dollars when it releases. Um, I think the end of the year, at the end of twenty fifteen. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, and uh, so this is more for movie makers mm-hmm. uh, than than it is still shooters. But the, yeah, the but, back of it looks like the back of a TV screen. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, kind of crazy, but still, that 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 and that Canon is releasing a camera that has four million ISO. I, I still can't even believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> like I have a feeling like this this is like a camera like made by NASA or something like that. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, alien but, uh, technology. Yeah. this thing. Um, you know what? I'm still even and this this bad, but even though this thing says that it shoots at four million, what still is clicking off in the back of my head. Is like, what's the dynamic range like? Mm-hmm. What's the dynamic range like? Because I know I used to shoot Canon cameras, and sure they could shoot at higher higher ISOs, but what's the dynamic range? You know, like when that thing actually comes out. Um, but again, this is all about like what's coming in the future. What yeah. will trickle down to like a DSLR that we use or a mirror image? You know, if the you know, assuming that we all shoot on these Sony like AR seven twos and whatever version of whatever we're shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, with our view, digital viewfinder showing the live view, hyper quick autofocus, four million ISO, shooting at a thousand frames a second that we can pull images and and you know we were getting into that stuff the last time. It's, it's like where it's going. Right. And start combining all that and think about the camera of, of the fifteen twenty year future and yowzers. Yeah, you know? I mean I'm sure they're gonna make like a watered down version of this, maybe like at a million ISO. Uh, but I mean, the technology is coming, and I'm sure that thirty thousand dollar price point will come down just like the brand new, 
you know, TVs that you see out there. And then all of a sudden a year later, they're like $200 at Walmart. So I'm, I'm sure this is, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to go that low, but it's kind of like that. I'm sure these prices will go down and, you know, there's going to be watered down versions of it and stuff too. But hey, the technology is getting there. Gosh, I love the look of this thing. I should want to photograph this camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope to see one in person. Uh, is there an actual model That's number awesome. on it? Just so we can let listeners know, or maybe there isn't yet. Um, well, we'll be. put in the show notes. We'll put in the show notes yeah. there. You can check it look, oh. take a look at it if you haven't. And uh, that concludes, man. For some reason, we're just hitting like our episodes like consistently. And cool. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably going to wrap us up. Yeah, and hopefully today. we're going to have some uh, some more exciting guests coming up. We just kind of, you know, had to do a couple of these episodes um, just because we got a lot going on. But uh, yeah, but yeah, and hope have, that's have cool with everybody too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, you know, I, that's probably the routine we'll get into is Neil and I will probably do a couple by ourselves, have some interviews, and it'll kind of go back and forth, okay? yeah. you know, just to, just to mix it up a little bit. So. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we are Wedding Photographers Unite. Please do remember that you can write into info at weddingphotographersunite.com with any questions uh, for us, and we would be happy to answer them. Yes, I'll have you be a part of the show. Also, please send in reviews to iTunes. Leave reviews there. Subscribe, Subscribe is also very important. Subscribing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure that Apple knows that we have um, people listening to us uh, there as well. And uh, tell a yeah. friend. Tell a wedding photographer friend that, uh, you know, as you add it along, Let's uh, join, unite. Uh, with yes, we, would, we give a lot of love to you, so we hope, hopefully you'll uh, throw some love back our way. Too. Please so, do. Thank you very much. And uh, mm-hmm. other than that, uh, enjoy everybody. Hope you liked episode. Uh, what is it? Sixteen. Sixteen. Of unite, and we will see you next time. Oh, one uh, one last thing. Where can people follow you, Neil? Neil Urban, N E A L U R B A N. Neil Urban, just Google me, find me, follow me. And write I'm me a message. Andy Buscemi. Andy, last name is Buscemi, B U S C E M I. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week or two. Shoot some weddings and stay cool out there. Yeah. Later. Wedding photographers. Unite.